And welcome to another edition of the Wake Up Late with Dougie show. I am your host, Dougie Almeida, with a big-ass mic in the front of my face. A little studio issue here with some ports and stuff. I had, a, I had some asshole sitting behind me on the plane, and I was he was fucking with a stupid tray and kept fucking with it, and I turned around. I'm like, you fuck, what the fuck are you doing? And, of course, my luggage was over his seats. So when everybody's trying to leave, I'm like, help, the guy's going to help me. And he dropped my computer. Dropped my fucking computer. Oh, no big deal. It's just my computer there, schmuck. So I got one less USB port. So uh, using the US, the camera on my fucking laptop. That's why I look fatter even than I am. And I look like I just polished off a gallon of ice cream. Hey, welcome to the show. We got a great show to you today. Uh, here's the thing. Uh, we've been trying to put this show together for a while because I got two club owners, fellow comics and club owners that own clubs in Florida. And we're going to get into it a bit about the club business, comedy scene in Florida and some other things. We're not going to mention names, of course. But we definitely want to get into some of the nitty gritty. Without further ado, let me and let me bring in our special guest today, Mr. Adam Lowry and Mike Lee. What's up, gentlemen? Hello. How you doing, sir? boss? What's Good going to see on, you. fellas? Welcome to the show. We finally did. I think we tried. We've been trying to do this since nineteen eighty-six, and we finally <laughs> fucking. <laughs> fucking I, don't know know. I, was... I don't know if you know this, Dougie, but uh, running a club takes a lot of fucking work we don't just go around and fly on airplanes and let people drop our laptops all right we've got shit we gotta do <laughs> i can imagine and you know and uh just so we know mike owns lol comedy club uh in uh i want to always confuse winter well, park and winter haven um, can i correct you immediately and this is one of the big things that that gets me it is the lol the lol is our logo but it's called laugh out lounge Laugh yeah. out loud. Well, yeah, perfect. L U N G E. Thanks for doing your research. Um, uh. What I <laughs> what I don't I don't like it when people call it LOL Comedy Club only because it gets confusing. Like people are like, "Oh, it's the Laugh Out Loud." Oh yeah, that's real original. But Laugh Out Lounge is actually kind of catchy, and uh, yeah. and, the, and the logo has the LOL with a Laugh Out Lounge underneath it. But um, but uh, yeah, it's Laugh Out Lounge, Winter Haven, Florida is where it's at. And uh, we do shows about four nights a week, sometimes five, depending. And uh, and we'd love for anybody that's in the area to come check it out. That's awesome. It's been a couple of years now, right? Because I remember two or three years. No, no. We rated our one-year anniversary. And I think we weren't right very far behind you, right, Adam? Like, you celebrated, like, the week before me or something like that? Yeah, I think we are just a month in front of you. I think you were, what, yeah. last week, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just had it last week. Well... I mean, now we're on Tuesday, so now two weekends ago. But yeah, yeah. And I think you messaged me and said, congratulations, dude. You're like one month behind me or whatever. Yeah. So congratulations. Yeah, yeah, October 22nd. Yeah. So it's awesome. the Laugh Out Lounge. And, of course, uh, Adam's room is the Madcaps Comedy Club in New Smyrna Beach. New Smyrna yeah, you, Beach. You know that's a running <laughs> thing now when you did that? You did that on stage here and you kept saying it on purpose like that. And now yeah. uh, people that have went to your show show up and they go, it's a new Smyrna Beach. <laughs> yeah, new Smyrna <laughs> Beach. I, I try to tell the headliners, I'm listen, if you want to lose the room immediately, say Smyrna. Say Smyrna, you lose it immediately. <laughs> it's odd that there's no vowels, just Smyrna. It's the sometimes Y vowel that's in there. That's hilarious to me because I've performed in new Smyrna 
Uh, but I always thought it was New Smyrna. I had no idea. Yeah. I, what, what is it? A E I O U and sometimes Y. I thought the Y yeah, was. Yeah, it's the to sometimes Y. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. Yeah, we're uh, we're, we're in New Smyrna now. We open in January in Palm Coast with the second club. Dude, oh, that's awesome. that. Uh, uh, sorry, Dougie. Uh, Adam and I are taking over your podcast. Uh, Adam, dude, congratulations, man. That's freaking awesome. Especially yeah. within about a year and a half of being able to uh, uh, not only get the following, get the backing, whatever it takes, you know, find a new place. I know that I worked really hard just to find this one place. And the goal, obviously, for anybody who does this is to find another and another and, and kind of grow the brand. But, dude, you did it so fast, and it's so awesome, man. Congrats on that. I think it's friggin' awesome that you're able to do that. Uh, I appreciate it, but we haven't lifted a hammer yet. <laughs> so, uh, we, we took the, the, lease start, the lease started at the beginning of November, and uh, okay. we're, we're still in the final submission of drawings right now, trying to get uh, the freaking stamp on the thing. And uh, maybe we'll lift a hammer in two weeks. They got two weeks to review the plans once again. Uh so I'm, I'm aiming for January, but uh, I learned from this club uh, about setting a date uh, yep. a little optimistically. Yep. I'll share that story as, as we get talking, man, because uh, there's a couple of questions I know we get to. But yeah, man, if uh, we if we lift a hammer in the next two weeks, I'll be happy. Well, very cool that you're able to take that, brother. Thanks, awesome. man. The, the goal's one a year, brother. Well, that was uh, one of the first questions in the beginning of the segment here. We start as uh, let me ask you, and uh, as both being club owners and comedians, uh, what's the, let's start with you, Mike. Uh, what's the most challenging part of owning a comedy club? Uh, owning a comedy club? <laughs> it, it, it's all a pain in the ass, and I'm sure Adam can attest to this. Like When you're, when you're doing uh, comedy, just like when, when I was performing, uh, uh, the, and I was, oh man, I shouldn't, I shouldn't lead like that. I still go out and do shows every once in a while, but like, uh, I also do a morning radio show. So, uh, I have a full-time gig that pays me very well and covers my medical insurance. So whenever I decided that I wanted to do uh, comedy and like really get into it, this was like 10, 12 years ago, I knew I was going to be limited in my, uh, travels. Um, so I, I, I can't just like be like, all right, guys, see you later on the morning show. I'll, I'm going to Las Vegas for a week and a half or whatever it may be. So, uh, it kind of made sense for me to start producing shows locally. Uh, so I could be here, do my morning radio show and then, and then do these shows. And that's kind of what led to, and it's a way longer story than that, but it, you know, that's what led to opening the comedy club. Uh, and the difference being, I think is that, uh, I mean, it, there's just a lot more headache. You think it's tough as a comedian to book yourself around the country or get a tour going or whatever. That is a tough job. You're not wrong. But trying to maintain and keep a book of how many comedians you have coming in this week. Where are they staying? Do you have a hotel ready? Did you remember that you need two hotels this week? Do you have the two bedroom booked at the condo? I mean, it just it there's a lot more involved in the scheduling and I'm already a busy son of a bitch and I'm surprised I made it in time for this podcast. Uh but that that's kind of difficult and the biggest change is really getting your calendar in order. That was that was mine anyway. Hmm. How about you, Adam? Uh the toughest part in in summary would be keeping it open uh because no, there's what? a lot that he 
that's the toughest part is because what, what what mike entailed is you know but between the the booking and selling tickets and trying to get out uh get people to come out all the time right and selling the next headliner and the marketing part of it keeping it open entails yeah. so much that so many people don't really understand what it takes to do that especially comics too um you know i started out just throwing shows like you know three a month four a month uh and we did a special event here uh not long ago and these guys do it you know once a month and a couple little things went wrong and dude has a meltdown. He like walks out front, he's screaming curse words. I'm like, dude, re relax. Like we, we do this four to five nights a week up here. It's going to be fine. You know what I mean? Just and keeping it open. And, and on the personal side, uh, the toughest part, honestly, I, I don't know if you can speak to it or not, Mike, but uh, to be open about it, on the personal side, it, the, one of the most difficult parts is trying to separate a friendship and a, and a club owner and, and realizing yeah. All right, who's who's around now because there's a stage, right? Who's who's trying to befriend you so they can get some time or get some headlining spots or get a feature gig thrown in there, right? Who, who's really doing that? Because I, I owned a comedy club called The Mellow Monkey in Sanford first, uh, and COVID killed that. And when I opened that, oh, buddy, did I have a lot of friends. Uh, and when, when COVID killed that club, I didn't hear from a lot of people. And I, I opened Madcaps back up, and oh my God! Hey, buddy, how you been? Where you been at? I'm like, well, where have you been for three years, dude? You, you know what I mean? And and been some I am friends with, right? And then some I'm like, dude, I I, I love you. You're you're a good friend of mine, but I can't this weekend, or no, I can't give you time, or or and trying to balance that personal and club owner thing is 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 a difficult thing sometimes. And I could just kind of to add on to that, I could say that Adam and I, we didn't really run in the same circles when we were both performing. Uh, I had heard of the Mellow Monkey, but I didn't know who the owner was. Um, Adam and I really kind of met because we opened comedy clubs around the same time in different parts of the state. And the comedians were going, have you met Adam? And I was like, no. And they were going to him going, <laughs> have you the met same Mike? Thing. And, like, oh. and, and that and that, so so our relationship, I can say, is genuine in that we never friggin met each other don't even, I, I mean i don't remember working with you adam did we ever work together i don't think so not no. that i remember so like no. so like it's a genuine like um adam will text me sometimes and go hey man uh what are you doing about this problem and i'll say oh, man this is what i'm trying it seemed to be working or or i'll say I, I i don't know this ain't working and and then vice versa i'll call him up and be like hey man uh how much are you paying this guy because it seems like he's asking for a lot or whatever you know what i mean and, and we <laughs> yeah, give yeah. that stuff back and also uh, on on what Adam was saying is uh, the friendship versus the being a, com a club owner is one of the hardest lines to draw because there's a lot of guys that I have worked with that I do know that I have seen perform and some of them and no offense to anybody that is in my circle of friends. I love you all, but some of them are not exactly what I think is going to fill a house, if that makes sense. Like you're great and you're great whenever we're down at Billy's two-headed goat farm doing an open mic on a Thursday night. But if I'm going to fill a club, I need some credits that I can bill. I need to get something, you know, going, especially in, I have a much, I think a much smaller uh, market than Adam does. I need to make these people think that they're about to come in and get the show of their damn lives. So whenever you, when I used to open for you, at you know so and so's uh, redneck bar every six months, that doesn't necessarily mean that I think that you're the headliner that's going to bring Laugh Out Lounge to the front of the stage in the comedy world. You know what I mean? I'm trying to book people that have 
a following, a, a credit, uh, something, so that whenever I bo book them, I have something that I can promote. Uh, and so it's very difficult to go from knowing all these guys who are on kind of that level and going, look, man, I'm sorry. I don't want, I can't, I can't headline you. Yeah. I know that you're good and I know that you're good, but just because you headline, you know, Billy's fucking cabana on the beach in a small town off the beach doesn't mean that you're ready to headline a comedy club and we're trying to run a comedy but, club here. But, but if you do that, you all of a sudden will become the quickest asshole. You're, yeah. you're now no longer. I was your buddy and friend for a while, and then because you dropped by and wanted to do ten minutes on a Friday, Saturday, and I go, no, dude, I can't put you up. Well, fuck you, man. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, oh, you, okay. What'd you say? <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And like, I, I can't, man. I can't do that. Yeah, I, 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 I can relate to that in the sense I've never owned a comedy club, but I've been booking shows for several years. Yeah, we had a weekly show for four and a half years at Tavolinos. You know, I've had I, I book shows for Club Bremen. You know, and you're right. It, it, the the role of the booker versus the friend because i'd had plenty of people go hey man why don't you hire me and like tavolino's is one of those rooms that it's not a comedy club and you know you you know for that room i had the people i had emceeing were were headliners you know if i couldn't do it i'd have to get a headliner to run the room because it's a challenging room it's not like people are sitting in a chair looking straight up and it's all a comedy show you know and there was plenty of people like you said adam you're like you know, why don't you feature me? I'm like, you don't think I'm funny? You know, I'm like, it's not that I don't think you're funny. I just don't think you can handle this room. You know what I mean? And it's it's just a call you have to make. It's it's got to be rough, right? Uh, yeah, it's a lot having that. It's a lot tougher. You're trying to run a club. When I was running a bar room, and Adam, I'm sure you can attest to this. When you're running a bar room where you know they run, they do a comedy show, and that's how this all started. Like like Adam said, he was running the Mellow Monkey, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was throwing, yeah, I was throwing bar shows prior to that. You know, where I could get a show in and put a stage exactly. up and showing up. Dude, I used to show exactly. up with the the speakers, the lights. I'd set the yeah. backdrop up, right? You know, I'm, the, the people forget. You know what I mean? And I'm doing. I'm, then when the show's over, they're out partying. I'm breaking down the backdrop, rolling up the cords, right? Like, now let's come do some drinks, man. And, and I'm like, dude, I got to clean this mess up, dude. You know, it it's, it started there, yeah. They forget that. They forget that that's what it was. So it started out, yes, I'm just trying to get my buddies in to do a show, and we could put on a great show at a bar or whatever, but now we're trying to run a comedy club. I need to know, and there's just a difference, and Dougie, you know this. There's a difference between the bar show. A bar show is great, and you can. And I'm not, I have a friend who runs Bar Comedy USA, and his whole business plan is, do you own a bar? Have you ever done comedy night? you should consider doing this because I have a plan that will fill your bar up for comedy night. It's a great fucking thing. It's a great, Adam, you should check it out, man. He's got really good guys. But, um, yeah. but anyway, it's a good thing. I'm not dogging that because that's where Adam and I started. And in fact, whenever I started doing comedy, what fucking shows do you think I got booked on the ones at the bar? But whenever you, okay. Imagine back in the day, Adam, Dougie, both of you, whenever we first started doing this and you go, well, I just fucking featured at Joe's uh, brewery. Why won't the improv book me? <laughs> well, there's a fucking right. I mean, come on. And that's what I think a lot of comedians don't understand. And that's that line drawing between, yes, I love you. And I booked the shit out of you when I was running these bar rooms. But now I'm trying to bring a next caliber and I want you to be on that caliber and I'll host you. And, and if you're good enough, I'll start featuring you, whatever. But it's just a different caliber of. It's just a different level of expectations, I think, from the audience. When you set that sort of atmosphere up, you've got that price uh, point on drinks and things like that. 
they expect a different caliber. It's not fucking Joe's Brewery. It's a comedy club. It's Madcap's. Yeah. It's Madcap's name. It's Madcap's brand. It's Laugh Out Lounge's brand. We got an A game. You got to bring the A game. Yeah, and you know, I, I always mention this to comics. So I've had issues with comedy clubs that they decide, like for example, you know, territorial. You know, one comedy club doesn't want you to book. You know, so I was having a conversation with like, well, that guy's an asshole. He doesn't want. I go look. He's a business owner. He's got the right to make those decisions. You know what I mean? That's just right. a decision. You got to respect that. And, you know, you got to also respect the fact that he's got a mortgage. He's got employees. He's got, you right. know, he's got skin in the game, you know, and you don't understand that. There's so many people in this comedy business that think they know everything when they don't know shit. You know, they, they, they don't have a proficiency of it, the understanding of it. And, you know, they start, why didn't this, why didn't these people don't know what they're doing? They're like, do you know what you're fucking doing? You know, do you know how to hire somebody? Do you know how to fucking put a sound, sound equipment together? You know, I mean, I worked with somebody recently, not too long ago, that was like, he was all shit talking and the fucking mic went out. And he didn't know to pull the mic out and pull the fucking cord back in. I'm sitting in the back yeah. of the room like, dude, put the fucking thing back in out. Because like, oh, I ain't going to work. So, you know, the, people just don't know what they don't know. Uh, leads me to my next question, by the way, gentlemen. How do you find comics to perform at the club? Adam? I'll let you start. Yeah, um, so it, there's comics I know, right? There's comics that I know that are a list, right? And, but you got to fill up almost, you know, 50 weeks out of the weekends out of the year. So that, that list is shorter than I'd like it to be. It's a lot longer than it used to be now. Um, but it's finding those comics either that I saw, you know, do headlining gigs sometimes or uh, that I knew that I know are funny. Uh, when I first started, I had a couple guys that uh, have been in the game for a really long time. And I, I sort of had my own panel and I would and I'd run it across these three uh, comedians that have been a while and see what the paneling was. If one out of three uh, were in, then they didn't get booked. If two out of three were in, I'd consider it. If three out of three were in, I'd book them. Um, and, and then as headliners would come through here, uh, that were respectable, it had names. And, uh, I would say, Hey, would you put together a list for me? Uh, give me your top 10 people that, you know, you think I should book in here. Uh, and I would get, I've been gathering that list, you know, for, you know, a year now. Uh, and, and that's typically how, how I'm finding that the headliners like that. Cause there's a, a lot of guys and girls out there that are headliners that are hilarious that we've never heard of, right. That, that, that you don't know until you know, till you ask somebody, uh, and, and the trick is trying to bring new faces here because there's there's, you know, headliners that have been working this market for 25, 30 years uh, that people have seen over and over and over again. Right. That they they saturate locations and you go, all right, let, let, let's bring a new face in here. Right. But now I got to now I got to get fl flight and travel. And, and now the contract 17 pages rather than one page. And, you know, everything changes if you try to bring a bring a name out here. But. You know, for for the most part, it's that that, that that's the the most simplest way to to explain it. Yeah, that that I can't. I, I mean, I can't a thousand percent that enough. That's that's all. I mean, that's exactly what it is. Like, especially as a as a uh, a new comedy club owner. You know, we're not franchised out. We're trying to create our own franchises. You know, and uh, Adam and I are in different markets, and uh, we become friends over the phone and uh, email, text. You know, since uh, our mutual friends have introduced us. And we share these exact same complaints and ideas. Uh, in fact, Adam created a list of his uh, guys and I created a list of mine and we exchanged those lists uh, just so that we could see, you know, who we've both been using and who we haven't used at each other's place. And in fact, Adam, uh, whenever we get a chance, we need to update that. 
but <laughs> but yeah, but, <laughs> I, I went as far on that list to put together how many tickets it drew, and how many yeah. tickets that name draw, and then I graded them A through F on performance, on show, yeah. uh, on a couple things, and so I got a color coordinated chart about where they lie, uh, who, who mean, sold tickets, who didn't. That's fantastic, and that's what it takes. And and the, I will say the only other thing is you asked the the initial question was how do you find the comic. Um, obviously it starts the way Adam talks about, you know, you got friends and they got friends and eventually, but then once you get your website going and you're booking uh, things, suddenly I'm getting, and I'm sure you are too, Adam, I'm getting emails. emails. <laughs> from fucking even, I'd never met in my life. And they're going, I'm a comic based out of Tennessee and I'd love to come to Florida. And that's where all that travel and hotel comes from. And, uh, and I got to tell you as a smaller company, it's very rare that I offer travel. What I would rather do yep. is, is give them, uh, Adam's information. Like I just texted the Adam the other day and said, I got this guy that is uh, coming down. I watch this stuff. He's very funny. I'd like to set up maybe a run. So that makes it worth their time to come down here. Uh, so that maybe the one weekend they do here or the next weekend they do there or vice versa, or maybe Adam and I switch our schedules, you know, and we do a Thursday, Friday and a Saturday, Sunday, so that they have four days of comedy in two different places and then they haul ass back home and it makes it worth their time to drive down and spend that gas money. But uh, but yeah, I mean, that's that's essentially how it starts. Exactly what Adam said. I mean, it's all uh, I've also like, I've also too. learned that that credits doesn't mean funny. <laughs> credits doesn't yeah, well, mean funny. Credits yes, doesn't mean funny. It, it means you think I got to pay you more, but it doesn't mean that you're going to be funny. <laughs> And uh, oh, I got this new, Mike, I got this new line that I, that I tell the comics. Uh, I, yeah. I specifically tell it when they forwarded me to their agent uh, yeah, yeah. And, and they're explaining all these credits and stuff like that. So listen, 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 listen. Nobody know who you are. All right. right. <laughs> like nobody know who you are. I, was like, I know you want 3000 and 5,000 or 80% of the door, but listen, nobody know who you are. Okay. They, they may know where you're at and, and your state or maybe the Southeast, maybe even, or maybe just your city, but I promise you, yeah. I'll put you on a flyer. And I asked nine out of 10 people here. They don't know who you are. Maybe even nine yeah. out of 0. 0.9 out of 10. They don't know who you are. Yep. Pretty much. I mean, they, I mean let's face it. The people that are pretty much draws, the people that are going to draw, you know, in all, in all fairness, they're going to be working the A clubs, you know, because yeah, we can't, we can't afford them. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 you know, but and, and well, the, that's why Mike and I worked together to bring. We brought Hans Kim down here, and we did that together. Yeah. He did the nights there. Yep. We did it here. That that's why that that worked out. Yeah, and it was. And, and that was. I mean, I sold. I didn't, I didn't quite sell out, but it was probably about sixty or seventy percent sold out. And I think you had a freaking great weekend, didn't you? you yeah, he sold out a, Friday and Saturday. Yeah, he, he sold and out the, both. The, and, the, and, and the median age of my club dropped almost fifteen years in, in one oh. night. I was like, whoa. <laughs> I need that so bad. I'm in Winter Haven, Florida, which is uh, literally if you're up north and you're watching this, uh, this town is called Winter Haven, Florida, because it's a winter haven for all you fucking snowbirds. And I love you. Yeah. Just come here and fucking give me your money and leave. No, I'm just kidding. I'm the same. I'm the same. I'm the same demographic, Mike. I'm, I'm New Smyrna Beach where you come and retire and or it's your second or fifth home that you come but to I'm, once in a while. Yeah, I was going to say, unfortunately for us, it's literally snowbirds. Like, like yeah. during the summer months, it, there's not nearly as many uh, elderly folk. 
in the wintertime, it's mostly elderly folks. So, uh, and that's what my club is largely based the demographic. And I love you guys because you guys all, you know, pay the bills. But uh, I would love to get somehow, Adam, and if you've got tips and tricks, how do I get that freaking median age down a little bit? Get the college kids out. Get them out here and see that it's a cool place to hang out and buy a damn beer every once in a while. Yeah, it took nice. a guy off of Kill Tony. <laughs> it took a young yeah. dinner, a young comic. Oh, I got a guy off of Kill Tony, and those people came and saw it, and they loved it, and then they split. I don't know where they went. They just disappeared. <laughs> the next week, the very next night, it was all blue hairs. Mm. Working, working together and putting it together is the way it works. I mean, again, with my shows, I had a Wednesday, Thursday, and a Tuesday, and I would combine with like Casey Peruski. You know, you get with other clubs. Yeah. So you can run, you can offer a five or six day run, you know, like you guys have the weekends for the most part. So I have a Wednesday, Thursday, unfortunately it's only on a quarterly basis, but we're bringing in, you know, major headliners, you know, we're bringing in, yeah. uh, you know, like the main guys you would know, you know, and so something like sure. that, you know, I'll definitely be reaching out to you guys like, Hey, you know, I've got, um, you know, I, I, uh, I'm just thinking about that name, but you know, I, you know, I got uh, Jim Florentine coming into town, you know, if you guys you know, want to offer him a Friday, Saturday, you know, so if he does Friday, Saturday and he does my Wednesday, Thursday, then he can come, you know, so he's got Friday, Saturday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you know, it's six nights uh, in a row. So that's the, you know, it's a great I, way. I, of I think doing that's it. key. It, it's key for, for clubs like Mike and, and mine uh, to work yep. together. Uh, and unfortunately a, a lot, there's some other names in this business that don't like to work with other people and other clubs and other comedy oh. venues. Um, and if we came together like that, we could give, you know, uh, improvs run for their monies, right? We could, we have to do that in, in order to do what we want to do. And I, I think a lot more working together of showrunners like yourself, Dougie, uh, you know, Christy B who's another great showrunner, uh, up in the Flagler area. And when we all start working together, th then, then those names like Hans Kim, those up and comers that are, that are coming up and, and developing giant followings, then I think we can get to them. And, and I, that's a great point because what you are doing, like you said, how many times is somebody, like you said, a TV credit or something like that, and you and you go watch the person, and you're like, this person isn't that funny, you know? And then you, but you got the well, other. They were person in the background. Funny. Yeah, <laughs> they, were, they, they were a stand-in in the background of the scene. I'm like, I don't think that's yeah. a credit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, but that's and that's that's what does it because you know I've had people say that I went to go see this person. I had somebody, uh, my buddy, who went to see Adam Sandler. We, he's a comedy god, right? But he said he didn't. He bombed in the, at the Hard Rock, I guess, uh, last week or something like that. So, yeah, it's good to do that. Um, uh, next question. Bombs, uh, There's no doubt about that. I, everybody bombs, even the big guys. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, here's a question. Uh, how important is it for a comedy to have a weekly open mic? You see a lot of comedy clubs. I always thought it'd be a great way. It's like a farm, it's like a farm system you know, to, 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 to develop local talent. Right. Yeah. I look at it as a farm system. Exactly. You, you bring in the local guys, the guys who are within, you know, 20, maybe 30 minutes of the club. Uh, they're looking one, they're looking for a different stage Two, They're looking for a comedy uh, open mic where it's not at a bar and the fucking games going on and, and nobody's there to watch comedy. They're just there to have a drink. And then all of a sudden the comedy show happens. Uh, so at, at a club, you have the, uh, the unique opportunity to present it as a show and you, you know, the lights are down, the stage lights are up and you're going to run an open mic night. And, and if you can do it right, which I think uh, Adam has been as successful at. And so have I, uh, Adam, I think, no, oh, you have not. 
Well, I, well, I, mean, I, have, I've a, been... I have a different I have a different answer than you do. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, no, that's good. I want to hear a different answer. Uh, but but it's important for them because I can do a farm team. I can see those guys. I can uh, say this guy's funny. This guy needs some work. This guy could be funny uh, if he would do this A, B, and C. And then I can start slowly putting them to work, which I have done over the course of the past five years, even before Laugh Out Lounge is open. Um, uh, for instance, Rashad Baker, Joe Latham, um, one of the biggest guys that I absolutely love, Donald Evans. Uh, some of these guys that I have been not, I, I don't want to use the term grooming because it sounds like I'm molesting them behind the, you know, the curtain, <laughs> but you know, I've, I've been working with them since they were freaking beginners. And now for instance, Donald Evans is really killing it. Joe Latham is in the finals of the Florida's funniest. And these are guys that I, that I, you know, I have known since the beginning because of my open mic nights. So I really put a lot of faith into those. Uh, is it easy to make money on them? Absolutely not. Open mic is kind of a sacrifice. I sacrifice that so for the uh, for the ability to recruit. Um, but but I don't I don't lose money on it. But I don't really make money on it. So I right. feel like it's an important thing to have. But uh, obviously Adam feels different, and I'd love to hear why. I know I know that you have a I know that you have a, a comedy showcase, and that that to me is what I was considering your open mic night. But I maybe I'm, sure. I'm thinking wrong. Well, I, all the things you said is exactly right about an open mic, a feeder system. All of that is so important. Um, like you, Mike, I try to do that here to where comics that support our, our showcases on Wednesdays or Thursdays when they're doing that. Um, and that support comes, I get to see him with the 10 minutes. And, you know, the, next year we're actually uh, doing a whole month of giving features their first headlining gig um, that, oh, that uh, you know, I think that's one of the hardest jumps to make, right? Is feature to headliner who gives you that spot. And we're, we're trying yeah. to be a club that gives that spot to people and uh, sort of the same with, with guest spots, et cetera. And I love the feeder system. My, one of my favorite things about owning a comedy club, honestly, is watching the development of comics, watch comics come in here yeah. that, you know, are, are at the showcase doing a 10 minute thing. Uh, and then, you know, next thing you know, I'm watching a new 10 minutes and then a fire 10 minutes. And I'm like, OK. And, I, and, you know, then I'm like, all right, I can feature this weekend, dude. You've been out here crushing it on the, the showcases. I, I love that development. I love watching it. Probably my favorite thing about it. Um, but like you said, Mike, I can't sell it. Um, yeah. No one buys a ticket to come to an open mic. I tried when I first opened with an open mic. I wanted it to, to work so bad. Then it didn't. I turned to two showcases Wednesday and Thursday, and those were open showcases. Uh, and then we made a little transition. They were the summer comedy showcases Then summer was over. So I dumped it. Uh, and then now I was, then I switched to an all-star showcase on Wednesday where we, we selected the comics cause I'd seen a lot and I, I knew a lot of people are supporting where we selected those people to come do 15. Um, and then Thursday I tried the open mic again. Uh, and I gave away the bar <laughs> and, and no one came, no one came. Wow. And my first thought, like you had, um, was, you know what, let me get some locals involved, you know, people that want to try comedy and, and maybe we'll get some, I had two people in three weeks in the city step up to try comedy for the first time. Yeah. And, and I Ouch. went, you know what? I, I can't sell it. People aren't really trying it. They don't want to get up. They're not buying tickets. I held fast for a little bit and I dumped it. And, uh, um, I mean, now on Thursday, I do my losers a weird comedy tour, but that's, that's a different discussion. Yeah. Uh, and on, on Wednesday I was doing the all-star showcase, but that's what I needed was some more logistic hell of my life. Uh, picking four, <laughs> you know, 15 minute guys or girls every Wednesday. 
and yeah, yeah, yeah. And so so that's the All Star Showcase ends in November, and we're back to our regular showcase. Sign up and get up uh, for ten minutes, yeah. and and starting in December, and we'll, and we'll stay there because I started paying them. I started paying them on the showcase, so I wanted to up the talent oh, okay. a little bit. The sh- yeah, the showcase talent was sort of there's some nights I'd be like, oh snap, you should be doing three minutes, oh, not yeah. ten. And and so I so I made those that's, changes, but as that's certainly something that we deal with as well is that you get those comics that you're like, oh boy, here he comes, oh god. Well, pe- people, <laughs> people, I don't, I don't know about you, Mike, man, but people know they get the email from us when they've been selected for a showcase. We are, yeah. dude, we do not play with the light. If you are bombing, you will be lit so early and so fast at this place. Yeah. Sometimes I I had comics get off that are like, hey, I, did you light me? I was like, no. And they're like, oh, I thought you lit me. I was like, did you think you're doing poorly? And they're like, kind of. And I'm like, you know, you're seeing lights, but I, I will light you so fast. I've lit comics before, and they've got off, and I love it when they do this. It's like, I was killing, bro. I was killing. <laughs> like, no, you weren't, man. But, no, but in the reverse, but in the reverse, if if they are killing, keep going. R- run you to 15. Right. Keep rolling. Yeah. Hey, go ahead. Let it stretch. Yeah. I think it's a great. That's, that's a great idea. By the way, real quick. Uh, in Greenville, uh, the comedy zone in Greenville now where I live, they have an awesome weekly open mic on Thursday. People pay 15 bucks to see it. We get 20 to 50, 40 people in there. There's 20 comics. Mo- a lot of people stick around, which was amazing to me coming from Florida, watching people stick around to watch two or three horrible comics. And, you know, uh, uh, Brandon Rainwater, a great comic here, local comic, you know, they run it. And, and that was a suggestion I made. I go, look, you should, there's people that shouldn't be getting five minutes. So, you know, you should basically say your open mic is a three to five minute set. You will get a two minute light, you know? So basically mm. if you're eating a dick, you're going to get a light at one minute, you know, and, and then you got two minutes to finish your set, you know, cause, cause that you got to control that. I mean, for the most part, you get, you, you, you guys know the comics, right? You know, um, these two guys do ass eating jokes. I'm not going to put them together, you know, I, I right, right. It and try to mix up, you know, and it's great. Oh man, I have, you- I have a whole another theory. Hold on. So uh, let me let me just okay. So I believe in an open mic. I do. I just thoroughly as a like a, I've been doing comedy since I was nineteen. Now not as a professional comedian, but I've been paid to go around the country and perform as a comedy Wild West or comedy pirate show or whatever. And I was doing all these things right. So I've done this for a long time, and I believe in all of those shows were like um, uh, improv and make it up on the go. Some of it was scripted. Some of it was, you know, just go with what's happening. If you've got a joke that's killing, keep fucking, you know, milking it. Anyway, so I just believe in that opportunity of getting up in front of an audience and seeing what you can come up with. So I love the idea, like the idea of the original open mic where to me, we don't charge for anybody to get in. It's and then actually we offer drink specials. So it's $2 off all of our drinks. And we usually have a good maybe 20 or 30 people in there and we and that's i'm talking about guests and then we have probably 15 to 18 comics who all sign up our limit is 20 like we cut it off at 20 but they also buy drinks and the 20 to 30 people that are in there also buy drinks and so the we don't pay anybody i don't pay anybody to host it i don't pay anybody to do nothing like this is your opportunity to go up there and prove that you're funny and some of these guys have really really got it down and I, I feel like I, I bill it as you never know what you're going to get one night. 
everybody might bomb and it's just garbage but that's also to me that's, that's part of too. the beautiful of it yeah it's beautiful because yeah. i just i just back and go that motherfucker just bombed his ass you know what i mean like it's just funny <laughs> yeah it's funny to yeah. me and i think the audience gets it too because they're like holy crap that guy whoa and then the next <laughs> guy gets up and just freaking murders but either way they're sitting there having beers it's a free night for them as far as uh ticket prices or anything they're paying for their drinks obviously but it's just it, and it's an opportunity for anybody who wants to do it to come out and do it and see if you're able to do it because you know yeah. adam you started open mics dougie i'm sure you started open mics uh and and if those things didn't exist where would you where would you even find the time or the spirit so that's why i believe in the concept now i love the idea of charging to do uh charging a ticket price to do a a showcase and that's something i've been trying to incorporate on my thursday nights but my wednesday nights is dedicated to the open mic because i just believe in that opportunity one for the comedians and two for the local you know community to come out and go what is this place all about let's go it's free and then they <laughs> that, that's go. what i get that's what i get worried about the the local come out to go to a comedy club and they they just watch five people bomb <laughs> in a row and they're like this is terrible well we're not gonna pay 25 bucks this weekend to see joe schmo headliner Right. Dick. Well, I think that's that's a distinction. Dick. That's a distinction you got to make, right? Because open mics to me is like the is like the audition stage of American Idol. You, know, you yeah, watch yeah. horrible people, and you get to laugh, and it's entertaining to watch somebody really be really suck. Right. Yeah. It, I, I, it's I, amazing how much I've found out the people that come to comedy clubs they don't know what showcase means. There's some that don't know what open mic means. They, right. they have no i they have no idea, and so they think they're coming to a comedy club. They're gonna get laughs, and I gotta either if I'm hosting or somebody else explain that people are gonna get up here and yeah. make you cringe in a weird way. Yeah. <laughs> it's not headliners, and you know nope. you were right, Mike, when you said that I was selling. Uh, you know the showcase. It was like an open mic because I had seven spots. Whoever signed up, that's who got it. Right. 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 And sign up, and all the sign up is done on our website. You don't message me. It's all done through our website. Um, so awesome. you, you get the spots and it, they, you get the spots as they fill it. And that's it. And I didn't know a lot of people that come here and, you know, they get 10 minutes. And my idea with the showcase was most people are yeah. used to five minutes show, you know, five minute open mics. And it is a difference standing at a bar trying to make other comedians laugh and standing yeah. in a comedy club on stage trying to make, you know, an audience laugh. You know, some joke right. that dies in front of your comic friends every Monday may murder, you know, at an open mic at a comedy club. Right. And that's yeah, that's the difference for sure. Like I, I feel like uh, the the comedy showcase is definitely a great thing, and uh, but also in my opinion, the open mic is a great thing. They're two very similar beasts, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I just I just love the idea of giving whoever wants a spot a spot. And I mean, we got guys that come out every week, and it's just like, okay, here we go again. And, you know, and I do the same thing you do, Adam. Uh, if it's if it's only like after two minutes or three minutes, they're bombing. Here's the light, buddy. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I, I, I love it when they don't know what the light means and, and they're just still right. And, and then we got a night at the palm and turn the music up on them. And then they still stand there with the music playing like they don't know what. And then they got to go get them. <laughs> like You got to leave now, man. It we is funny. Full- you wow before the show starts to let them know that shit but you, you still get those guys for Dude, sure. they get an email confirmation with that information they get a confirmation email from us with that information we have a pre-show meeting about the information in the light and they still don't know what the light is oh they still <laughs> yeah have no idea what 
Dude, it, it's funny at the ones at the Comedy Zone in Greenville. Yeah, of course I'm sitting. I, I like to, I like to go as a, as an experienced comic. I like to go to them just to work on new shit, right? And uh, so now every once in a while I'll just sit there and go, "Hey man, respect the light." If you get the light, I said every comedy club I've ever been to in over 47 states I performed in, the one thing that you can do bad is run the light. You run the light, that's it. You're a schmuck. Um, yep. But I think I think it's a great idea to have both, right? Because the open mic is that it's that fun thing. But the showcase is a way to get some of your local people, the regulars, a little more time, right, to work on that feature set. You know, I'm going to do 10 minutes instead of five, and next week I'll come and do another showcase, do another 10 minutes, see if I can put 20 together. Uh, and that's great yeah. for the comic. Um, uh, all right, let me ask you this: What are some of the qualities you look in a comedian to have them back? What are like one or two, one couple of things? Obviously, draw is a big thing, but would be a couple uh, qualities of a comic that you because it's one thing to go to a, get into a comedy club but as a comic who gets booked the next best the, the most important thing is getting booked back you want to take it adam or you want me to go sure i mean the most important is be funny right even yeah. if i'm not laughing at you but my demographic is laughing at you uh and uh, we have certainly booked comics that i would go Oof. But but they they make this demographic laugh and and if that works and your comedy works for that then then who am I and I bring you back if you're funny first and foremost um, I think a, a second thing that I look at is were you easy to work with were were you chill um, you know did did you just lay back did you did you bitch about the hotel room right did did you not like where you had to stay were you you know were you easy I mean, to work with and, and friendly any time that somebody bitches about the hotel room they're fucking out. Anytime, because yeah. I give you the hotel room that I have, and if you don't like it, I'm sorry. But hey, at least you're not sleeping in your fucking car, dude. Like, back off. Oh. Hey, Mike, I, I literally, I literally booked a comic whose name I'll leave out. Um, nobody know who he is. Nobody know who he is, right? And, and he, <laughs> he thinks so, but but nobody know who he is. And uh, I got him the the room. I get everybody. Okay, I mean yeah. the room Hans Kim stayed in. Okay, uh, all of yeah. them. He not only checks in and then drives back to the club Friday before the show Friday. We're like an hour out of the show, hands me the key to the hotel and he goes, I'm not staying there. Really? Yeah. He goes, I'm not staying there. I've worked way too hard in my life to stay in a place. I'm like, Hey, it's on the beach. It has its own beach bar, tiki bar and restaurant. What are you, what are you talking about? You're, you're literally on the water and he, go, he hands me the, after he checked in too. And then hands me goes, I'm not staying there. Wow. He'll never be back. <laughs> I was going to say, you know how hard it would be for me to live, let him even go on that night? I'm sure it was. It was, but it was so hard because the feature that was behind him is actually a headliner who's a murderer. And I ah. almost just went, I almost just went, you know what? Go home. I'm good without you, buddy. I'm, I'm really okay because the guy featuring has been doing this a long time who's probably funnier yeah. than you. Pop but I, I didn't. Yeah. Well, well, let well, me so, ask you that because you you kind of touched on it. But what would what would you say would be a couple? What could somebody? We know it takes funny. You want to obviously fill it. They're cool to hang out with, right? What would you say? What would be some characteristics that would keep you from hang, hiring them again? Never back. Uh, that the snooty show up. Tell me how I'm supposed to run a club. Tell me what the show is supposed to do. Tell me how everything should be working. You better be on the stage after 40 minutes or whatever the hell comedy rules that you want to apply to whatever you think you need to do. Sit in a green room and and tell the stories about how you're the greatest comic to ever live. 
who has done every stage across the world and you just never got your break yet or whatever it is and and get snooty at the hotel room uh show up late uh don't help promote the show um we're lucky to have you if you're that <laughs> dude that if we're that we're that we're lucky that you came here yeah go fuck yourself yeah and and adam look adam like adam and i are uh, and i'm learning even more now because like i said adam and i have really only talked over the phone or via text message this is our first time we're really talking face to face and it's over zoom or whatever this program is which is very cool by the way uh but i'm learning more and more that we are very much very similar guys very much the same person because that is exactly I mean, that's exactly the thing. Now, there are some guys, like I had Michael Winslow, and Michael Winslow had a very extensive uh, 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 writer. He's got sound effects and shit, too. Yeah, he's got things that he needs, and he also uses his voice big time. So he requested, he didn't demand, he requested a an urn that would keep water warm and some lemons next to it, right? So he could fucking gargle his fucking vocal cords. It wasn't... It wasn't like I need this because I'm Michael Winslow and I demand lemon water. Mm -hmm. and dressing. He wasn't being a douchebag. He's like, look, man, this is things that I need because I use my vocal cords in ways that nobody else does to make all these sound effects. And he was like, can you make that happen? And I was like, absolutely, bro. Whatever the hell you need. You want me to get some honey? And he was like, yep. And I, and he's like, if you can, please. And I went, because he was so fucking nice about it, I went down and got him some fucking local honey that was like $20 a goddamn pint because it was Michael <laughs> Winslow and he was being cool. But if you fucking put yeah. it in your writer, and these motherfuckers didn't do this and they didn't do that and you cause a big scene, then it's like, fuck you, man. Like I, I, I got look, a this... I got a request for only green M and M's in a bowl. No, oh, <laughs> you're kidding, right? That's a joke. No fucking wasn't that, way. Wasn't really? that like a movie that they wanted that they they do it just to see if they would do it, right? Like they, to see if you yep. fucking go through it. And what yeah, I found is you can you can buy M and M's in just one color online. So I bought this small no. bag, the little tiny one of just green ones, and put them in a huge yeah. bowl at the bottom and left in the green room. <laughs> I love you. You're the, That's you're funny, fantastic. dude. But, you know, whenever, whenever you think about it and you, and you understand that, hey, this is a small club and these guys are doing what they can to pull it together for you. I mean, because we, I know, Adam, that uh, you can't get a whole lot of complaints about how the shows run because i've seen your club and i know and every comic that i talk to uh says the same thing that it's a fantastic club to work at and they say the same thing about mine so whenever you about you you go to a place where it's run by a comic who's done comedy for you know over a decade both of us have and you we know what the comedians need what we need to one put on a good show make the comedians comfortable make every, make the audience comfortable set up a, a show where the the energy of the room is directed at that stage there's no distractions there's no tv with a game on you've got little snacks maybe whatever it may be we've got that shit down and whenever they see that they they 9 times out of 10 correct me if i'm wrong adam they fucking love you for it Right, dude. I, I I treat them like rock stars. I I really do. Exactly. I I tell them That's if the, they they're used, if they're walking around the club before I open the doors, I go go to the green room. Don't be out here. Go sit in the green right. room. My my server will bring you whatever you need. There's a fridge back there. There's a couch back there. Whatever you need because you're the rock star. If they see the guy on the flyer yeah. before the show starts, it loses its oomph. 
So I'm like, just yeah, and I yeah. put up whatever you need. You need this, I get it. You need yeah. that, I got it. Ask the server, whatever you need. So the guy, so the guys or the girls who come in and go, this isn't what it should be, have to be few and far between. But if they do come in, especially after that much effort is put in, like what Adam and I put into making you feel like a rock star, if you still complain, then definitely go fuck yourself. There, there's, there's two. There's only two. There's only two headliners that will never touch a madcap stage for a lifetime. Yeah, well, it, uh, I'm, I'm gonna fucking text you after this and fucking find yeah, out. Text me is. after this. I'll tell you. <laughs> it, it was it was the both of them. One of them was the hotel guy, uh, and the other yeah. one um, told me what needs to happen, what should be happening, and how proper comedy shows are run. Oh, oh my god! And, and then and and then is after the show. Oh, go ahead. And but then then right after the show, tells me goes. So when's my next date to come back? Uh, I know. Uh, I know who this is. I won't say. It. I know who this is. Um, <laughs> I guess I the story. You're gonna open another one, and then you're working with me, and I'm planning on opening another one. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't. They don't know how much they're fucking themselves down the line. They might but, not be fucking themselves now, but they're fucking themselves down the line. But you know what's and good about some something like that? That's a natural. That is a natural order of things, right? Like I'm writing a book, yeah. and one of the sub one of the one of the chapters is not everybody can walk on the moon. Because not everybody knows, not everybody has that, you know, like I've worked with comics, you know, I've opened for a lot of great comics and the rule with them is don't bug them, you know, be the fly on the wall when you go into the green room, you know, you don't want to sit there. Oh, so how are you bug, 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 bug the fuck out of them? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I've, I've recently yeah. worked with Steve Trevino and he's like, dude, I want to use you more because I, I, you're not a young guy. I, I, I'm trying to entertain all the time. You're interesting to, you know, it's camaraderie, you know, you said. So I think that's a big, yeah, that's yeah. a big thing, you know. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, and, and we good. kick people out of the green room because comics try to sit there and talk to the the vet comic and this and yeah. that. I see their faces like fucking leave me alone. And I'm like, guys, <laughs> get, like, get get out of here. That's a little the only little piece of advice that I could give you is uh, all of my comics know that the green room is for the guys performing that night. Everybody else, yeah. stay the fuck out. Wow. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, don't but bring your I wife and kids and shit. Yeah, and I have a very small green room, so really there's only enough room for three people in there anyway. So. <laughs> um, real quick, well, sure, we got to go, go through. we got some other stuff. Um, uh, if you decide not to hire a comic uh, or have them back and they ever reach out to you, do you ghost them or do you explain it to them? Do you, do I, ghosted, with them I ghosted one of them. The other one I had to tell. I, I had mm -hmm. to tell why not coming back, what happened, uh, but ghosted one and told the other. Hmm. Uh, uh, I feel like I, I, I could see where Adam's coming from. Like there are some that I would just be like, uh, I'd rather not answer this person's emails. Um, and then another, the other side of it is look, dude, you're a douchebag and stop being one. I could, I could see both ways. Yeah. I could see yeah, both ways. And, and, but I, I rarely want to say never is never because that, that person may go two, three years out and their chops may get better. And then they, they're, they're, you know, maybe something better. Maybe they changed. I don't know. Maybe they ate mushrooms and came back a nicer person. I, I, I don't, I don't know. So I, it, it's to get the lifetime ban on me is, is that's, that's really only one person too, really. But um, um, yeah, I, sometimes I just gotcha. like Mike, I'm like you, I'm like, I'm good. I'd rather not even touch him. I'm good. Yeah, I just don't even ever reply to your shit. This is no good. Yeah, gotcha. Um, have you guys ever been in being a little over a year in the business now? Have you guys had any unruly situation? Had to throw a member or not a not a clock, really a comic, but uh, like an audience member? You guys got to, and of course added to that 
part of the, the question, is there like a procedure? Do you have things set up in the club to deal with that kind of uh, nonsense? Uh, we, we rarely for, throw, we rarely throw anyone out. We, we've thrown out yeah. two, maybe three people, but all of that was they're extremely hammered. Uh, I want the comic to give it a shot. You handle it. You're the professional. It may give you a great clip bit that, that you could use and pull out. You know, mm-hmm. if they're heckling and they do that, you get them. But if that comic has shut them down, has turned the crowd on them too, now now the crowd hates them, the comics destroyed them, and they still won't be quiet. Our, our security knows uh, it, it's, the, uh, <laughs> it's the Patrick Swayze Roadhouse rule. Be nice. <laughs> be nice. Uh, I'm gonna, be nice. I'm going to. Adam as my uh, public relations representative because he's ex- saying exactly what I would say. We've only, we've only thrown out, I think, one, maybe two people, but for the most part, give the comic the opportunity to shut them down. That's, I mean, that's perfectly said. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. It's uh, let, let them, let them handle it. You know, let them have it until it gets to the point where the, even the comic looks, uh, everything, I can't blanking on the name now, but that somebody come like, I'm not going on until this person leaves. I'm like, all right, it's time to go. Uh, you know, I've never, uh, yeah. before Adam, where somebody refuses to go on. I've had comedians like a headliner who will stay backstage and he might even come over to the uh, booth or something like that and say something to me and go, Hey man, uh, are you going to do anything about them? And I'll go, yeah, man, I'm going to, and I'll literally tell them, I'm like, yep, I've got an eye on him, but I've trust that you can shut him down. That's my exact yeah. words. Like, I really like haven't had a. Yeah, if you're a professional, you should be able to do it. One, but two, uh, these people are here to have a good time. They're paying their money. Uh, it, unless they like get so unruly that the show can't go on, that's whenever I'll throw them out. But if they, yeah, but yeah. nine times, and I have learned in my year of doing this, and you know, 20 years of doing comedy shows, nine times out of 10, if you go over there and look them in the eye and say, look, guys, erupting, if you do it again, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. They'll stop that shit. Yeah. They'll it it helps that our door security guy looks like a WWE wrestler. So it, it, yeah, yeah. It helps. <laughs> and that's what you, you just need to go over there and threaten them and say, look, guys, because a lot of clubs like um, who is a Steve Hostetter who makes his, his fucking off posting heckling videos, which, by the way, Steve, if you're listening, please come up with some fucking new material. You're like the open micer that comes back and does the same fucking five minutes every fucking week. But, but like, just, just, you know, go over there. If you have a club, go over there and tell them to shut the fuck up. And nine times out of 10, they will shut the fuck up. But I think yeah. Steve and other comedians, they actually, they look for people uh, to do that so that either they can post their reel or they can sit down and do a, 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 a oh man, I've gotten so yeah. over his, one of the reasons is it's just the same thing over and over again. And at some point, you got to go, you're a goddamn professional. You know how to shut them down. <laughs> like, stop making fucking the same video over and over again. But, you know, it, they know what the fuck they're doing. And uh, and the club should know as well. Like, hey, go tell them to shut up. And and eventually they will shut up. Right. All right, guys, I had, a, I had a couple other questions, but we're going to get right to our next segment, which did you hear? Here's some information, uh, some stories you may or may not have heard, but uh, I think it's important. Did you hear? Did you guys know that the Chinese have police stations in our country? Did you know that? Didn't know that until, uh, 
till I saw the the article there, and uh, yeah, that's not okay. That's violation of international <laughs> law. Um, yeah, I, I can't believe. Like, I, I feel bad for anybody that's a citizen here that you know the Chinese would do that. I I think you walk in there immediately and clear everybody out, deport everybody. That's that's a hell no. What the hell? I didn't. They have police stations. Yeah, well, okay. disguised Chinese... as a nonprofit. <laughs> and matter of fact, they're doing. They're doing open mics on Mondays at these police stations. Um, <laughs> and they got showcases on Wednesday. The Chinese, the Chinese government basically says it's to control their dissidents. Like if people, you know, Chinese nationals that are in, in the United States that, you know, they, they monitor them, stuff like that, which it's become a big, uh, you know, they, they're, it's, it's been uncovered that, you know, hey, you know, you know wh wh where is this really going? You know, it looks like one thing, like the Chinese own ports on both sides of the Panama Canal. Now the United States government is going, wait a minute, they can actually shut down the Panama Canal if they militarize those ports. Uh, hey, yeah, Dougie, I don't do podcast, but I am going to fucking my bladder is about to explode. So I've got to go use the bathroom and then I can come back and be way funnier and more involved. All right. Go ahead and take a piss. Thank you for your um, So that was interesting. So that's one of the things. Did you hear? Uh, what else did we hear? Where? Uh, our next. Uh, did you know after school Satan Club causes a stir in the California elementary school? What are you doing tomorrow after school, Billy? I'm going to hear about drawing goat's blood and sacrifices. <laughs> uh, yeah, in California, Golden Hill Elementary School, Kern County Telapchapi uh, called After School Satan Club is making the whole neighborhood go crazy. Seems that, um, I guess, because of religious right, because they have a Jewish Catholic club, that somebody who's on the Church of Satan said, well, fair is fair. And the I see said, it as a good joke. Right. I see it as a good okay. joke. That listen, that's part of the reason. Ever since I've been doing these podcasts, you know, these storylines are just unbelievable. You know, like you know, could you, there's a storyline. They actually have an after-school Satan, and uh, it would be funny to see. This would be a great Saturday Night Live clip. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, who, who the kids that are in that Satan club? You know, <laughs> you got the girl yeah. who's all pixie tails and shit, and there's one guy sitting there all goth. You know, like fucking cutting his hands. You know, cutting up his arms and shit. You know, yeah. But the more the more I read it. into that, man, they they only this group does this. They show up when there's big church groups that are sort of invading the school and, and sort of forcing under the religious rights to be able to do that. This group shows up and very clearly say, "We don't do anything with Satan. We don't even talk about it. We just call it that to say, hey, uh, making sure you guys are okay. If you guys can bring that." you know, to the school, then under that, you know, then we can, we get to do this. So I, I kind of see it as it, it's a pretty good return punchline. Absolutely. I'm going to get emails for saying that though. <laughs> I'm probably going to get emails from Steve Hostetter's agent. Um, I, I just want to apologize for running out, but dude, I, I like, I, I, Adam, I don't, you're sitting there drinking beer. I'm drinking liquor and I just had to go to the bathroom. And First I just, well, that was a, that was the fastest piss I think I've ever seen recorded in history. I felt I was gone for a century, but I, uh, oh. but I was definitely. I, I hit my, hard. I hit my piss well. You, you drink it, then you <laughs> fill it right back up. I didn't mean well, to be insulted. Yeah, I just meant to say I don't know how you run this podcast, but is there a break time allotted because I needed to yeah. go? Uh, yeah, we're the anyway. only podcast. We're the only podcast with an intermission. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> Oddly enough, uh, timely, uh, Mike, by the way, because our next thing, did you hear, 
a goalkeeper in soccer, being that the World Cup is out, a goalkeeper in soccer is sent off for confronting <laughs> a fan who allegedly or urinated in his drink. Goalkeepers usually keep their water bottles behind the goal, and some one of the fans had grabbed it and pissed in it. When the guy went to drink it, he realized there was there was there was a little tang. How did no one? How did no one see him? Like the yeah, guy no, got on the field, got the bottle, pissed, and it got it back next to the pole, and no one saw that. Yep, guy just snuck it out and like maybe actually he was going to fill it. Who knows? And threw it back out there. And next thing you know, the guy's like, "The fuck is it? that's not good." Uh, so, uh, quick story. I used to do, I mentioned a couple of times that, uh, I used to do comedy wild west shows. Right. And I traveled the whole country doing that with guys who were like basically fraternity brothers. We all laid, stayed in the same hotel rooms and then the same apartment complexes and everything. We were working for this company and we would go out partying and drinking. And the next day we'd have to do shows in a hundred and some odd degree weather, especially here in Florida. And, uh, and sometimes we would always have water and or Gatorade in the dressing room. And sometimes one of us might need to go to the bathroom right as the show was starting. So there's no way to go to the bathroom. So we grab like a little Gatorade bottle and I can only say it's never happened to me. And that's on my, you know, my mother's name It's never happened to me, but there have been a few times when somebody mistook their orange Gatorade, <laughs> Gatorade bottle. <laughs> that, that that is some that's some that's some dehydration mistaking an orange Gatorade man that, that is yeah. some dehydration well it's like a, it looks like a new Gatorade flavor uh <laughs> it's not the blue one it's not the green one uh I, I funny story on the road with somebody with guy I work with uh shared a hotel room and uh fucking you know I use the hotel towel what it's for you know a little spank you know you use the for towel sure. to collect collect it Got collect to. it and and after part the show, the, the, guy, the guy comes yeah. back to the room. The guy comes back to the room, grabs, oh, so fucking hot, starts wiping his face with my fucking gum towel. <laughs> I said, is that a little crispy of a towel? You feel a little rough on that towel? Um, uh. Unbelievable. <laughs> it's a great spin the road. Uh, did you hear Chinese man, 50 years old, runs marathon in under three and a half hours, all while chain smoking? That was me. Wow. <laughs> oh, <that was> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I eat su supporting smokers. Show them we can get it done too. Damn right. Oh, shit. <laughs> I get it done too. On November, oh, November 6th, a runner that goes by the nickname Uncle Chen ran the Jing Zhang Marathon three hours and 28 minutes while chain smoking cigarettes. Uncle according Chen. to the Canadian running. Yeah. That, that was so, Jay uh, Leno's Nick. Uncle Jim. <laughs> yeah. And our last, did you hear, a Texas man falls to his death after dancing on top of a moving 18-wheeler as it passed under a bridge. Yeah, I was, I was reading that. The driver had no idea. And he was up there. He was on his phone doing a TikTok thing or an Instagram video. Yeah. And, dude, the video is pretty raw. It get, gets hit, it hits the bridge, falls off, and then gets ran over like five times. <laughs> oh, God, what an idiot. Yeah. How do that, that, TikTok deaths are up, dude. It's so weird. Like, people are, like, walking into roads and streets, doing dumb shit in cars. Like, it's, I think it's the way they're, they're just thinning out the herd finally. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they've been doing that since we were kids, too, but now it's on a much grander scale. That's exactly. unreal. Exactly. Wow. Eight billion people in my and counting down 
on this earth. <laughs> um, you know what I'm saying? So uh, good riddance. Good riddance to them. Uh, well, <laughs> it would make apologize to his family. <laughs> but it's an even better one because he died. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get some, we'll get some hate mail on that. I had Steve McGrew on the show one time. We did a story about a guy who got run over, uh, by, a, by, he was in a porta potty and he got run over by a tractor, you know, by a crane uh-huh. or something. Fucking, and if oh, he's going, how dare you laugh? Like, you know, cause we're like, yeah, we're making fun of it. Like, boot, boot, occupado, occupado. <laughs> you know? and, and the guy says, how dare you laugh at that guy? I said, dude, we're comics. That's what we fucking do. We laugh at people dying at a jiffy, a porta potty. Anytime- Anytime you die in a porty potty, it's a it's a shitty way to die. Exactly. Yeah. yeah uh, well put. All right, guys. This is the last part of the show where it's uh, let's associate. I'm glad you guys have seen each other face to face somewhat now, and I'm glad you guys, as comedy club owners in Florida, are working together to make some uh, some great. Th- you know, I've been at Madcaps, had a great time in New Smyrna Beach, had a great time there. I'm looking forward. <laughs> I'm going to be in April at Laugh Out Lounge. Um, and uh, but here's here's where we associate the old word association. I say big, you say tall, whatever. And I'll give you guys each a word. We'll rotate. We'll start with Adam first. The first word, deal breaker expression. What's it bring to your mind? Deal breaker. Those two comics I've been talking about. <laughs> it's on the forefront. It's the it's the two. That's, that's what I've been talking about. That's a, that's a deal breaker right there. Gotcha. Uh, no professional guy. What was that? I said no professional headshot. That's my word association for deal breaker. Oh. Isn't it crazy how many have been doing it for so long and you can't find one? I can't fucking believe it. I can't <laughs> I'm believe like, that they are. Just a cool selfie, maybe. maybe something. Yeah. Exactly. All these blur exactly. all these blurry shots with the mic half in your hand. I'm like, dude, I can't this yeah. th- this is this is screwing up the Facebook analytics here to, to make this ad work. <laughs> exactly. I had a guy one time want to do a spot at my room and he I go, send me a video. He's like, uh, I go, you don't have a video. So the guy ends up sending me a video of him doing jokes in front of a camera in his dr- in his dress, you know, in, on his, you know, in his, dr- in his uh, bedroom. You know what I mean? Like, what? this is your fucking video, dude. And I go, you know, dude, uh, dude I, 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 part of the, part of our contract is the headliners have to do a promo video, 30 seconds or less and send it to us. And for so many amazing headliners, I'm like, you guys are bad at this. <laughs> You're, I've got like five or ten good ones out of a whole year. The rest, I'm like, I got to do this video now. I can't put that out there when the the camera's down, pointing up. I can, you know, I see the little chicken figurine in the background or some shit. I'm like, dude, you didn't, you, you didn't even look at anything, man. <laughs> it's so bad sometimes. I'm like, for such funny comics, it's like this terrible promo videos. It's amazing got that it. in this. Age when you have an HD camera in your fucking pocket everywhere you go that you don't have uh, a high definition video and or headshot. It's it's really kind of it's just laziness is what it is. Yeah, yeah, it's great when somebody says you a headshot and it's obviously a clip from them when they're at Disney World or some shit. Um, <laughs> right, right. Uh, all right, uh, uh, Mike, you go first. Heckler. Uh, opportunity. Adam. Oh, uh, do I have to? No, one word. You could do one word. You could tell a story. Yeah, something that jars something. I, opportunity. It's either an opportunity to make the show better or an opportunity to kick somebody the fuck out of the club. One of the two. <laughs> My first thought when I heard it was, he better be good. He, he better be good. He better be Please good. Be I'm cool with heckling. Yeah, be good. Be a good one. 
Be a good heckler. Don't be an amateur. Uh, Adam, itchy. Oh, how I feel when they run the light. <laughs> I start scratching like a crackhead, man. I'm like, I'm going to go get this dude right now, man. <laughs> I literally thought scratchy was the first word that came to mind. Just scratchy. I don't know. Itchy, scratchy. Itchy, That's scratchy. It. Uh, okay. Mike, memorable. Oh, man. Memorable. Uh, personality. Any comic that had a good personality memorable yeah and i mean that on and off the stage yeah um a recent pablo francisco show that was uh, uh that, that was the coolest thing in the world to happen to me man i i posted it on facebook but like eight nine years ago i went to a show at the improv with pablo alex you was featuring uh i hadn't met either one of them before alex destroys one of the funniest shows i've ever seen pablo crush too uh, i meet alex at the end of the show he invites me on some show of his. I think I've done two open mics at the time. I'm like, yeah, that's not going to happen. I'm definitely not doing that. And then eight, nine years later, uh, Alex is now my best friend. And Alex Yu is featuring and Pablo is the, our headliner. And I got the host for that show. And for, Ooh, for me, that when, yeah, when you, when you said memorable, I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll probably, I'll remember that serendipitous shit my whole fucking life. I'm just going to oh, throw this God. in. I had three older brothers and we all shared a house. Uh, you know, we lived together and I think I was like seven or eight years old. I went to the bathroom in the middle of the night and I went back I left the bathroom to go into my room. I turned on, I saw somebody walking in the hallway. I'm like, what the fuck? I turned the hallway light on. It was a completely naked woman coming out of my brother's room. I can still I remember. You know. I can still, <laughs> that's what I was uh, like. I, <laughs> hey, don't. Not, not along the lines of the next lady, but along the lines of uh, what Adam was saying. Just a quick story. Um, uh, I always loved Chris Farley. Like I, the Tommy Boy was like my comedy bible, and it still is. Really, I own a copy of it on uh, DVD and a copy of it on my Apple TV. Uh, and when we got to book Kevin Farley, I went to go pick him up at the hotel room to bring him back, so he was riding with me in my car. And I just was like, dude, you have no idea, man. Like, you have no idea how cool this is for me because I grew up idolizing your brother. And I know it's not the same as you, but, you know, and I, I know you're not your brother and I get all of that. But just having you in the car, I wanted you to say that I really, really, really uh, just loved uh, everything that he did. And I can't wait to see your show like that. He was really, really cool about it. So that was kind of a, and, and uh, along the lines of what Adam was talking about, a very memorable moment uh, in, yeah. in doing this. Cool. Uh, okay, a couple of pointless. No open mics. No open mics. <laughs> <laughs> I I knew, I knew what to say before he fucking said it. <laughs> I'm a dick. <laughs> Good. Oh. Moving move, moving on. Uh, I'll start with that. Uh, start with actually, Mike. Uh, threesomes. Jesus. Well, I mean, I've only had two in my life. One of them was yeah. memorable. The other one was pointless. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice callback. <laughs> yeah, that that was uh, my every Tuesday before I met my now uh, fiance. Yeah, that's right. Congratulations Damn. for the everybody. Adam is now engaged. Everybody, no more threesomes for him, unless of course she's 
by the way, congratulations, sir. And what a beautiful freaking place to do it, man. Those photos were awesome. Thanks, man. It was was really cool, man. Beautiful place. And our our last uh, association word, confession. Mike. Confession? I ain't confessing shit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm no snitch, bro. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, whatever you thought what? happened, did or did not happen you can't prove a goddamn thing uh no i i don't i don't have uh i don't really have any confessions to make um that i can think of i mean i honestly it's a it's a it's a moot word for me right now yeah, uh, gotcha. uh confession that this comedy club is not built on cocaine money contrary to popular belief <laughs> <laughs> yeah there you go well gentlemen i'm glad we finally got us together it's glad that i'm really glad you guys have uh have broken ground and opened up clubs here in florida uh i should say i'm in south carolina now but in florida uh where i make my home as well and sure. uh and congratulations on a year of uh of fucking having skin in the game uh yeah in, man. In doing this business thanks man much respect of you guys man especially you adam man for doing everything you're doing down there in new smyrna so it's just it's just Same awesome you, bro yeah, yeah man we, i appreciate it comedy brothers though <laughs> we're in this together man <laughs> <laughs> there you go and again uh real quick a little bit uh just a little bit about the club where it's located how people can uh can find out a little more about it mike uh laugh out lounge winter haven florida 19 third street northwest we're right in the middle of downtown winter haven um, and we do uh, comedy shows four nights a week. Wednesday, open mic. Thursday is our uh, specialty night with like urban comedy shows, magic shows. Uh, sometimes we have showcases. Uh, we sometimes give uh, up and coming features who think they're ready to headline. They can do that on Thursday night. And then our uh, Friday and Saturday nights are our uh, nationally touring comedians. So check us out at winterhavenlol.com. Yeah, Matt Caps Comedy Club, uh, New Smyrna Beach um, for everybody. If you haven't been down here, I, I suggest New Smyrna Beach for your first beach to uh, to visit. I'm born and raised in Florida, and I couldn't wait to live here. So come to New Smyrna Beach if you're in town or if you're already here local. Uh, MadcapsComedy.com. You'll find everything there. You, you can't miss us. Uh, we're the only club <laughs> and I think, almost all the way to Winter Haven. I don't know. There's an improv <laughs> there n- nestled in the middle in a, a comedy no. zone in, in, in Jacksonville. Never heard but- of it. Yeah, but that's it, man. I mean, uh, yeah, Madcaps Comedy Club soon to open in Palm Coast, hopefully January, February, uh, if the comedy gods are on our side to get it open. Uh, and if uh, you're out in the other area, go see my boy Mikey Lee out there, man. Go see him at LOL, too. Uh, make a whole thing of it, man. Go go to Madcaps, New Summer on the Beach, drive out to Winter Haven, go to LOL, too. Catch, take some comedy and do a, do a comedy vacation and hang there out. There you go. Dougie, yeah, I appreciate Beyond it, too, good. having us on, man. Oh, my yeah, pleasure, thanks, guys. Like I like my pleasure, like I said, for bringing stages to comedians, uh, that's always the greatest gift uh, that we can say uh, as a comic, uh, as somebody who's uh, hit the road. So to keep the stages open, it's been challenging to keep businesses open over the last couple of years, obviously. Uh, but if you've never been to a comedy show, I suggest you go to one. Don't go to an open mic night. As I've always said, going to an open mic night on a comedy night, it's, going, it's like going to a strip club during the day. Uh, a lot of entertainers, but nobody want to give any money to. With that being said, God bless everybody. We'll be back next week with an all-new show. Uh, I will be at the Comedy Cabana this Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday in Myrtle Beach. 
And uh, next week, I'm headlining Fat Cats Comedy Club in Utica, New York, December 2nd and 3rd. Follow me on all my stuff at Dougie Almeida. God bless everybody. Stay well and happy Thanksgiving to all you folks. And be well. Take care. Yeah!